Hey friends, it's your pal Mike Shea from Sly Flourish, here with another episode of Sly Flourish's Lazy GM Prep. In this weekly show, I go through steps from Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master while preparing for my Sunday role-playing game. In this case, I am running the Shadow Dark RPG in a campaign setting known as The Gloaming. Shadow Dark is an ar- a role-playing game made by Kelsey Dion at Arcane Library. It's a fantastic role-playing game. And Curse Scroll 1 is the book that contains the setting of The Gloaming. Very short book, very small, thin setting, but with lots of prompts to be able to build a campaign and i have been running now a campaign i think this is session 17 so we've actually been going pretty far i would say in a game i was always one of the big questions i had well we'll get into that this show like all of the work of sly flourish is brought to you by the patrons of sly flourish patrons get access to all kinds of really awesome exclusive features a monthly q a the dedicated discord server the city of arches sourcebook uncovered secrets volume one and two a whole bunch of tools to help you run your rpgs tons of stuff you get tons and tons of material an example of some of the stuff you get by being a patron of sly flourish is just one of like i don't know 20 different kinds of things that you get our dwarven forge virtual tabletop backgrounds i actually made these for a game i ran yesterday these are all of the levels from star song tower call of star song tower which is a free adventure that you can download as part of ruins of the grendel root my book of adventures that i published well it's like an ad within an ad isn't it but these are transparent images of dwarven forge backdrops that you can put into your virtual tabletop of choice whether it is owlbear rodeo my favorite or even roll 20 or foundry or whatever you can drop these sort of isometric maps into your tabletop you can drop tokens on them just like you would normally and they represent the maps that are in call of star song tower it was really fun to use the actual dwarven forge but it's also it would be very cool to use these inside your virtual tabletop of choice so that's just one of many many different features patrons of sly flourish get to the patrons of Sly Flourish, thank you so much for your outstanding support. Yeah, we are still in that crazy dungeon that I built last time, which was, and, and I have a mistake. I made Mistakes were made. Let me pull up my Albert Rodeo map so we can follow along at home. We are still in this great big area that I have deemed to be the temples of Kytheros and Shun. It turns out, so in the gloaming, we have two godlike entities, Shun the Vile and Kytheros, the master of time. I decided to do some shipping and made them a couple that they were together. And it seems like one of the characters is a descendant upon of Kytheros and Shun the Vile. That's dangerous. This is the mistake that was made is when you decide like you're really going to incorporate characters into the story in Shadow Dark, what happens if they die? Now, luckily, the character in question, Morrigan, has not died, <laughs> but she's one of the only two that haven't died in this whole campaign. So that idea, and, and the players are all joking about this, like, well, you can't die now. And she's like, I only have five hit points. <laughs> and it's like, well, you're a descendant of two gods. Like, I know, but it's only five hit points. So that's something where I'm not used to that, right? Like, I'm, I'm very much used to any opportunity that I have in my RPG story to tie the characters directly into the story like you may be a descendant upon like your mother might be a descendant upon two gods and and there's all this stuff going on is in Shadow Dark you could die three seconds from now two characters did die we had two characters killed by wolves Uh, I'll get into that so what you know what happens if that character dies when they have all of this connection to the story and everything like that that's a that's a big question a big concern and maybe the answer is they just still die like it, it doesn't matter but you could do stuff like maybe their spirit is still around there maybe their their essence goes into the knife like you know so i i have clues where 
Turns out magic items are more permanent than characters are. So maybe the magic item becomes the character. That's some... Right? Use that explodey head gift. The magic items are the characters. So what happened? The characters were making their way. They made their way to this chamber here where they found a rift to the world of Marrow. And they found their friend Barbarog, the troll, who was obsessed with it. He was kind of like possessed by this thing. He got hit by some acid from an acid arrow. And when he did, it woke him out of his fugue state. And he was like, oh my God. And they were getting attacked by two Marrow wolves and a dire Marrow wolf. And they started killing characters. One of the characters got ripped in half by a couple of the Marrow wolves. And another character tried to go save them and got bitten by the dire wolf and was also likewise killed. And the other one... and. I think they they had a voice. They heard a voice that said, run. And and it, I think it was Morgan's mother's voice said, run. And so they the two remaining characters, I think it was two? I think it was two, two remaining characters ran. And they as they were running back down here, no torches, by the way, they heard slurpy noises coming from a particular hall. That was this hall here. And they're like, hey, we don't have time for slurpy noises. We got other issues going on here. Right? We got, you know, we got wolves on our ass. Oh, and Barbarog said, you run. I'll take care of these guys. So Barbarog the troll is like grabbing a marrow wolf and repeatedly punching it in the face. So they ran down the hall with no torches. And, and as they made their way here, they see torchlight. And the torchlight is coming from two new adventurers that came from the two new players, from the, the characters of the players whose characters had died, making their way up here. And they're like, oh, and I do the, I have this like little bit of shorthand where I'm like, you, you look into their eyes and see the heroic spark of fellow adventurers, i.e. let's not have a 20 minute conversation about how you don't trust these people and that you have to learn to trust them. I'll tell you, players love to grab onto that. And it is so dry and boring. So, you know, what I do is I say, in their eyes, you see clearly the heroic spark of people that you can trust to join you in your adventures. Like, let's not have a 20-minute conversation about why these characters can join your other party. Even though, like, I don't know, this guy's kind of shifty. So, you know, we change that. So... The characters then, so they join back up again and they're like, okay, we got to go back there. Our friend Barbarog is getting you know, eaten by wolves. We got to go figure out what's going on. And I rolled, I'm like, I'm just going to roll a 20 sided die. And this is like something that I'm, that I'm getting, that I'm picking up on is, you know, especially in Shadow Dark, but you can really do this in other games too. The idea of like letting the dice tell the story a little bit. In this case, like, so, so in Shadow Dark, they have, Kelsey talks about a component called the Oracle die, which is essentially like you roll a D6 and in a one to three, one thing happens and a four to six, something else happens, which is great, right? That's a really like easy shorthand to just say, by the way, let the dice roll for like things that are happening in the game, no matter what. So, uh, but in this case, I was like, I want something with a little bit more granularity and something that's a little bit more analog. So I'm going to roll a 20 sided die. And depending on what it rolls on is kind of how good things are going. If it was a one, he's dead. He got eaten by the marrows or they're dragging him into marrow or something like that. If it's a 20, he, you know, he comes back and he's got wolf pelts on and he's like, yeah, everything's great. And then depending on how it goes is how well things are going. So I, I think I rolled like a 13 or 14. So it's like, things are actually going pretty well. He's actually holding his own. He's bitten. He's eviscerated, you know, parts of him are all over the place, but he's a troll and the wounds are healed. So he's punching people in the face. And so, but they, but I recognize like they have to get back there. And then they run by and like, oh yeah, those slurpy noises, whatever. And they kept going. I'm like, well, those slurpy noises are a couple of great oozes. And those great oozes are following them down the hall. So they get into the room with their new fresh characters. They see Barbarog there and they are fighting with Barbarog against the wolves. And then the gray oozes come up from behind and now they're fighting gray oozes and wolves, but they're, they, they did. And then the rolling went better for them and they defeated the wolves and they defeated the gray oozes and everything was good. Now, 
They also, I can't remember exactly where they picked it up, but they, they oh, there was a bag. They saw a, her mother's bag. Morgan, who's like now the star character of the game because she's still alive, saw her mother's satchel line. And I was like, roll for treasure on the random satchel. And so she did. And I pulled up the treasure, the treasure tables. I'll pull them up now for funsies. Let's see, random kind of treasure, treasure tables. And I said, I, I can't remember, did I say it was a seven to nine? Yes. I said it was a seven to nine level of treasure, which is definitely higher than they are, but it was like, well, the, the area is pretty, the area is pretty tough too. So they, she rolled. So I had Morrigan's player roll and she rolled and rolled double zero. And she's like, oh, I rolled double zero. And she like pointed her camera at the dice. Oh, double zero. And it's like, ooh. And I'm like, okay. So then I'm like, well, it was a plus three weapon. I'm like, let's figure out what this was. So we rolled on like the weapons table to determine what kind of weapon it was. And it was a bastard sword. And then we rolled on what kind of bonus it had. And it had prophecy was the name of the bonus. I don't remember where the where the bonus where the bonus part is in the book here but it was prophecy that essentially lets you one time per day when something would hit you you can you can turn it right you can you can turn it into a, a miss and i'm like that's really cool yeah so here i rolled it it rolled, rolled two two or three so it was a bastard sword it was not cursed and the benefit was yeah seven once per day deflect a melee attack that would hit you so that was really cool. And then they rolled the personality and it was like spews prophecy. It's always kind of telling about prophecy. And I was like, so the name of the blade is prophecy. So that somehow, and I think it's another weapon similar to the, the witch knife, the, 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 the witch knife, which was another really powerful item that they got that was made by both Shun the Vile and Kytheros together and now has gone, it's like the Excalibur of witches, right? It's this super powerful sword that they acquired. Well, it doesn't work in the hands of Morrigan because she's a warlock so, or a witch. So it went to one of the other characters who was holding it and that character died and then someone else grabbed it. So now I'm saying like the blade and the, you know, one of the things about like a blade that spews prophecy is that means I have to know what's going on and I don't know what's going on. So I do a lot of like the, you are in terrible danger, terrible danger lies ahead. The likelihood of your survival is low. And it's like, well, thanks. Thanks for all the, you know, useful information. So I'm having a lot of fun with that, but it is an opportunity for secrets and clues to get out. It's an opportunity for some continuity to occur, even as characters are dying. So that idea that there's a blade called prophecy works. So they captured prophecy. They managed to defeat the wolves they made their way back and then the question was do they leave are they are they heading out or do they want to explore more of this place and i was like for example there is a chamber here that you have not entered there's an old door and they are um you know they don't know what's on the other side and they just picked the lock and got through and made it in the door and that's where i ended the adventure so our strong start today is what's in the vault and I don't know what's in the vault. We have to figure that out today. That's something we're all going to do here together. So that was really interesting. So yeah, the, the lessons that I learned from the last game is mostly like make sure that you don't put too much of this story upon a character who could die any second. Now, it didn't happen, but still Morgan could die any second. And then how is that when Morgan's the one that's got the obsidian witch knife and is also like the daughter of these things? Like what happens with that? I have a feeling it would be that Morgan's personality gets drawn into the witch knife. 
and that we still have like a Morgan and then I don't know we, we'll figure that out but she'll still be dead and have to make a new character but then the witch knife is still lying around so today is 7 January 2024 the gloaming this is our first game of the year the vault and this is so this side of it was Shun the Vile side Kytheros's vault is on the other side so this is definitely a vault of Shun the Vile it certainly contains treasure. I think we will say, and this is going to be a four to six, but I'm not going to roll it today. I think it'll be more fun to roll it during the game. Like that, that's when we're like, we're going to let the dice kind of figure out what's there. But what else is in this vault? I think Shadow Dark has a mimic and it feels like a great time to put a mimic in here because Shun the Vile would definitely put a mimic. So this vault has not been opened by... Morgan's mother, who was Gwendolyn, was the name of Morgan's mother. So one of the secrets we can drop right in, our secrets is Gwendolyn. Oh, I got it wrong. Gwendolyn never opened the vault of Shun. She knew better. Hey, my mom is here. Hi, mom. So I think like now, so she didn't open it because she knew better. Let's take a look at the mimic. Mimic is a nice old, you know. Level five, so that's good. Two bite attacks, D8 plus stick. So that's cool. So it is a mimic. Is there any other, what else would we want to put in this? So it's a vault, right? It's a place that Shun, what else? So they, they learned a bunch of stuff. Let's take a look at like the secrets and clues that they learned from the last session. They learned about the marrow wolves being in the, in the marrow. Haldren sought a way to stop Mugnoblub, but has gone quiet. They learned that from Shun the Vile's note. Shun the Vile believed they had gone too far. Mugnoblub would simply devour every world. Yes. Kytheros thought Mugnoblub, being a primordial ooze, could be used to create all new fantastic worlds. They were both right. They learned that. Morrigan's mother, Gwendolyn, was here in the temple before they learned that. Gwendolyn knew Haldren and believed he had artifacts required to end Mugnoblub's invasion perhaps everywhere. They did learn that. While Haldren worked on a way to destroy Mugnoblub, Shun the Vile sought a safe place to bring Mugnoblub into the world so they could destroy it. I don't think they learned this, so I think this could be something that they could learn. Haldren went missing before he could bring his half of the puzzle to the location. Well, no, because this was all, this was about Gwendolyn and Gwendolyn never came in here, so they wouldn't necessarily learn that. Not in the vault. Well, they might learn it somewhere else, but they won't learn it in the vault. Haldren went missing. Gwendolyn was burned at the stake. So this is all timeline stuff. The Knights of St. Idris were the ones to stop and trap Haldren before he could complete his own plan to destroy Mugdoblub. Gwendolyn is a direct descendant of Shun the Vile. So we learned all that. We did learn. We didn't learn that part. So these other ones, we're going to copy over to our current secrets. But they know that. I don't know if they know that. So we, we keep it. But what are there any other secrets that they could learn about Kytheros and Shun from the point of view of Shun. Let's let's go back to the book. Is Shun in here? Ord the Unbending, the Wise, the Secret Keeper. He is the god of magic, knowledge, secrets, and equilibrium. So could we tie something? I, I like I need another god like I need a hole in the head. That like we already have a ton of like major players here. How do like one thing I don't know is like how do spell scrolls and spell books work in here? I don't even know if they have any wizards. You'll permanently learn a wizard spell from a spell scroll by studying for a day and succeeding a DC 15 intelligence check. Whether you succeed or fail, spells you learn this way don't count towards your known spells. And you can use it. So I think we'll have like three spell scrolls in here. We can put that under our treasure, right? That Shun the Vile has left three spell scrolls. Or uh, is it Shun? Yeah. 
because it's a vault of shoot the vial so it probably has three spell scrolls and i like these spell scroll features so we're gonna we're gonna roll on this one you can fill it out now instead of during the game four stained parchment roll two of those and one carved into bone and what spells are they oh look yay there is a oh this is look at that these random tables are great Thank you, Kelsey Dion, for putting awesome tables in here. So we're going to start with the spell tier. We're going to have three of them, I've decided. And four and four. Eight is one of them. So that's a tier three. A one and a two. That is a tier one. A nine. So two tier threes and a tier one. So tier threes. We have ten, protection from energy. And six, gaseous form. I think we already have an item that can help somebody do gaseous form. I'm going to roll again just because I think they already have access to that. Man, I rolled ten three times in a row. Five, fly. Do they have fly too? I think they have fly. I can't roll five, ten, eight. Lightning bolt. There we go. They'll like that one. I'll just keep rolling until I like the answer. Lightning bolt, protection from energy, and then a first tier. Six, floating disc. So those are on the scrolls that are in the area. Is there, but I guess the big question is like, what, that's great. What information can they learn here? What, what would Shun the Vile have? Um, I mean, do I want to spill the secret? So we could that, that like, let's see, Shun and Kytheros found a realm during their world explorations that was a pure void, pure emptiness, the destruction of all. Kytheros captured it in a sphere and hid it away. I think that's a good secret. That's a sphere of annihilation, and that is the item that can destroy Mugdablub. So the Knights of St. Yidris, I think it might be kind of interesting. Let's see. Cursed Knights who walk the path of St. Yidris, the unholy. And the possessed. They embrace the darkness in order to fight and cleanse the evil. If you know, the 160-year-old St. Yidris is still alive within the Prior's Count of Sound, bound painfully and willingly in a magic circle to trap the mighty demon lord who possesses him. Initiates on the order. So, we could have, like, a holy knight hunted down Shun the Vile. She defeated him, found one of her rifts to a hellish world he plunged his hand inside and became demon bound he then slew her slew her sending her to another world what would have caused a falling out let's see two four six seven eight i got two what would have caused a falling out between um kytheros and i think the idea that yeah kytheros and shun never agreed upon the nature of Mugdoblub, and it caused, and it split them up. He returned to his obsession with time and the creation of worlds, sought to end the horror he caused to so many of the worlds that succumbed to Mugdoblub's touch. So that, that's a good one. These are some good secrets. Is there any other, any other interesting secrets that we want to have here? I think that St. Yidris found a blade 
called the Blade of the Deadlights that he used to slay Shun the Vile. The Blade is possessed. Horrid spider demon. Those are plenty of good secrets. I'm good on secrets. I've got my strong start, my mimic. So scenes, the vault of Shun the Vile. And then choice, a, a small choice, continue to explore the vaults of Kytheris or return to Akalaklik. Where's Akalaklik? There it is, Akalaklik. So we can do that. And then bigger choices. They can head to Haldren's Tower or head to the Redthorn Camp and the Twisted Marrow Tree. I think those are two big, big ones. Goals. So this is one about their bigger goals. Find treasures and return them to, what's her name? Titania. Or save, to save the gloaming, what do they need to do? So they need to acquire the artifacts of Haldren, which includes the Well of Worlds and the Sphere of Annihilation, and then destroy Mugdalblub. And would that stop? So if Mugdalblub is completely destroyed, would that, is that enough for Kytheros to pull back Almazat and Ungdaluk and show them like, hey, the, the world is not corrupted anymore. You don't need to eat us. So probably destroy... Underluck and convince Almazat, uh, Mugdalblub is destroyed, and then he won't, and then he won't eat the planet. So that is how that is kind of the longer storyline. I think that's kind of the the end, right? Other goals could be destroy the heart of the Knights of Saint Idris, which is Saint you know, which is Saint Idris themselves. Is there any other major goal? I think I did like a goal and factions and goals list, but I think those are the big ones. Did I have a factions and goals? Like factions and quests. Oh, yeah. So that's another one is they could use the Well of Worlds to give Mugdoblub access to everything. That would be the bad ending. Yeah, these are all, these all kind of work. So let's say they want to continue to explore the, the Dreadways, the Forgotten Temple of Shun and Kytheros, and they go to the Kytheros area. I want to have an idea of what's in the, these areas here. So one starting at one o'clock, which is here, and going counter. Okay, so I don't need to worry about that. So uh, we have the down here the temple doors. The hallway of Kytheros is probably trapped. Trapped hallway of Kytheros. This is the one that has like black and white tiles on the floor. There's a couple of clockwork guardians in there. A suit of gold and silver plate mail. Let's say plus one plate mail. Give him a nice treasure that was forged by forged by Shun for Kytheros. A crypt of the old ones, specters of the priests and priestesses of Shun the Vile of, of Kytheros, probably. And they might know some stuff. And the drop is this big area. So we don't need to worry about that. So I think that that's everything that's in these vaults here. Is there any, I guess we could have sort of the explorer's nook would be this far right hand side with two healing potions and some gold and a treasure, a four to six treasure. I think an explorer's nook with a guy with a, a goblin killed by his own trap. That sounds funny. So that would be down in there. So we've got this lower, the, the Southern area of the vaults. They have not really gone into. There is a mummy in there wandering around. 
So I shouldn't forget about the mummy. There's a big question of like, how'd the mummy get it back across the bridge? I think it, it's covered in indignant frogs. So, but then they go on their next journey and I think we're going to play, well, so let's see, what, where do I think they may go? I mean, that's probably enough. Oh, there's an opportunity for some downtime in the scenes. So, um, return to Aklaklik, downtime. They can spend some of their hard-earned cash on some downtime that could get them to higher levels. And then they have to make their bigger choices. So then we'll do the exploration of, we will do the exploration of their journey to Haldren's Tower or the Red Thorn Camp. And then do I have anything for Haldren's Tower? So I, I, I you know, few past Mike Shea was nice and got me a map, although it's not coming out. Where's the map? There it is. Yay. So I have kind of this floating place, right? And I think it's like sealed up. The idea that's like a floating tower could be kind of cool and that they have to they have to sort of reach it, right? That would be kind of fun. Do I have any idea of like what is inside? So instead of doing it like room by room, oh, I don't I think the issue is that they can't get in, right? But what they have to learn when they get here, and maybe this is a secret, is that Haldren sealed up his tower and then went to go find and what was he looking for? Yeah, this 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 is important. This is a good secret. So Haldren sought the sphere of annihilation. I can't spell annihilation. In an old crypt, an old tomb. Because I, I, I put that somewhere. The vile well. I think this is a great big dungeon. And it was a place where, let's see, seven. Make sure it's in the right spot. The vile well is in 1607. And that is way, yeah, way to the far, way far to the east. So that's good. And the Vile Well is where the Knights of St. Yidris in the Vile Well. Here, the Knights, or here St. Yidris, right, himself, hid away the artifact Kytheros constructed from the world of the void. The Knights, I think for them, the Knights of St. Idris trapped Haldren in the well, in the vile well. Haldren sealed up his tower and left his familiar. I need a name for a familiar. I'll go with a goblin name. 20-sided die. Seven. Tilla. Imp familiar of Haldren. Is it an imp? What if we roll for a creature and see what kind of familiar it is? It could be a particular type of creature. Then that, that's that's some fun. Let's go to our encounter tables, and we will do cave, deep tunnels, and roll 115. Beastman, that's not good. It could be a giant leech. How about a giant leech familiar? I like that. That's funny. So how do we feel about what we've got? Oh, the one thing is, so what if they decide instead, and I think they were planning on doing this, of going to the Redthorn camp. So let's take a look at the red thorn camp and the marrow tree and decide what's there and what's going on here. So I, is this the place? I, I think I had, I had changed my mind. Is this where Greaves Redthorn, the knight, he's a fallen knight of St. Yudas, but I don't know if there is such a thing. Is this where they're summoning Undaluk, the, the herald of Almazots? Maybe. So what do we have going on here? We have fanatics of St. Yidris, Greaves Redthorn conducting a ritual 
to open up the first marrow tree, the arrival of Undaluk, the marrow fiend. And I think is Undaluk, I think Undaluk, Cunning Liar serves the marrow fiend Undaluk, who is only a few moons away from erupting from the marrow tree at the center of the camp. Undaluk needs protection from the Knights of St. Idris for now and human flesh after its apotheosis. The bandits do not realize they serve as both. There are 30 bandits. We can just throw that right in our notes. So they could stop his arrival. Is Undaluk in the the Marrow Fiend? And Sap Gout. Use turn to devour a humanoid body to regain 3d8 hit points. Ooh. I think they could probably... So the Marrow Fiend is level 8. So it's doable. So I think that they could defeat Undaluk the Marrow Fiend. So I think that that could be going on here. So there are 30 bandits around the area. Greaves Redthorn. Probably a couple other... Do they have knights? Let's look in the monsters. Knight. So knights are level three. So there's probably a couple of knights. Two half-orc knights. And they are eight. Tragon and 13. Tragon and Ol- Olara. That, that works. They probably have a couple of marrow wolves with them, right? Let's give them 2d4 marrow wolves. Four. Five. Hey, look, perfectly average. That's probably enough for me to be able to run it as we go. All right. I think I am all set today. I have my notes. I feel good. I feel like I've got, I know where I'm starting. I've got everything I need for my game today. A lot of prep. There was a, there was a lot of prep, a lot of stuff going on. I don't really need monsters because I've got monsters in my book. I don't really need NPCs, locations. I got all that figured out. So did I follow the eight steps perfectly no but do i really did i really fill a lot of this stuff out while i was going yes and you can see my secrets are pretty extensive and i think that that's really where i get a lot of value and i've got my scenes and my my goals and paths and things like that and i did my locations because we did what does the i didn't i didn't talk about what the well of worlds looks like but yeah it's all good we got everything we need Friends, I want to thank all of you for hanging out with me today while I prepped for my Shattered Art game. If you enjoyed this show and you want more stuff like this from me, the best thing you can do is subscribe to the free Sly Flourish newsletter. There is a link in the show notes. This newsletter comes to you every week with links to all of the work that I do, including an RPG-related article at the top and links to my other videos and other podcasts and other things I've done, seven tips that I do every week. All of that is inside that one newsletter. You also get a free Adventure Generator PDF for signing up. You can also support me directly on Patreon. Patrons get access to all kinds of cool exclusive things to help them run their games it's a really good deal and it's a great way to support me in the work that i do and you can pick up any of my books including forge of foes which is now available worldwide lazy dungeon master return of the lazy dungeon master lazy dm's workbook and companion and all of the fantastic books are all available in the sly flourish bookstore please check those out thank you all so much have a great day and get up there and play an rpg